Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Adam Bob Show, number 28, QN. Good morning. Good morning. We talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. And you, and you, and you. Hey, Mr. Bradley. To stay up late, and then, and then when you go to bed, don't get up till late. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so there you that's, go. That's the life, isn't it? That retired life, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, just sitting around, having a big time. Yeah. Sipping yeah. Uh, mint juleps. Is that what you? No, 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 no. Sweet tea. Yeah, sweet tea. There uh, you go. Okay. Yeah. okay. With a little bourbon. <laughs> Hey! All right. Just kidding. Just kidding. That's only in the mornings. Yeah. All right. Just to get your morning going. How you doing? I'm doing great, buddy. How are you? Oh, all good. Uh, We um, here we are getting another podcast up and rolling. We uh, had a um, a crazy kind of a week here or so because uh, you know uh, everything's the dust has kind of settled on on some things. We're going to talk about that in a moment. We got a great topic we're going to mm-hmm. talk about. Mm-hmm. This is the Ed and Bob Show. So, Ed, what are we going to talk about this half hour? Well, you know, we're going to talk about how worried should the American people be about national politics. Mm, a good topic. Yeah, yeah I like that because you know I, I I remember a prominent stock broker yeah. who handles millions and billions of dollars in, in investments said to me that the stock market could care less about politics. You're kidding me. I just can't believe that. I thought they watched it every day. No, I could care less about really? it. It doesn't make any difference. They're going to do what they want to do anyway, no matter what the president says. Well, I'm looking forward to this discussion about how who's most powerful, the 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 country i mean the federal government the state yeah the local government yeah. who who could make things happen and so we're looking forward to talking about that okay all right so in the news what you got well let's see that big new hotel downtown the tennessean mm-hmm. has been sold in a two property deal um, yeah you know I and that where... was just um it wasn't that long ago the holiday inn was completely renovated yeah and they're going to change that to a a Marriott, Marriott, and, and, yeah, and, and, and Nick Kazan is going to keep the top two floors of those apartments. I think in the deal, I those are nice condos. It does not say who bought it, though. I it's don't know. A, it was some big group, wasn't it? Um, is there I, a brand? Well, it's a it's a it's some big group, but they have got the Marriott agreement. I actually was watching a UT game the other day, yeah. and in a restaurant, and sitting at the next table was the guy that said he's come down here to run them. Wow. And he's from Chicago. He married three or four days with his mm-hmm. wife and a three-month-old. And he said, I've come down here to run a new restaurant there. It's going to be, it was the Holiday Inn, now going to be the Marriott. So it's well, odd you should bring that up. Oh, it's in the news. It is in the news. <laughs> what else you got? Or, well, I, I you got remember, go ahead. Well, you remember a couple of weeks ago we said the hospitals are now required to post their prices online to help the patients? That's what you said. Not well, me. that's what, that was in the news. Yeah. Well, Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling me we're not going to get that? Yeah. Well, the good news is now you can try. The bad luck. The bad news is it probably won't work. I'm not going to get a menu. No. I'll take can't. two hip replacements, please, and uh, give me a yeah. side of knee. It's it's <laughs> in there, but you can't. It's hard to find and put it together. I mean, it's like Ed, algebra. They don't you want know? you to know what no, it costs. They don't want it. They just want you to sign right here, Mr. Brantley. Absolutely. <laughs> you, well, you, you don't can... even sign. Give me a credit card. Give me your insurance card. <laughs> sign here. Uh, all right. Now, I got one for you before right. you jump on to the next thing. Okay. Uh, okay. When Trump gave in and said 
oh, you know, we're going, we're going to put the government back to work. We're going, right. we're going to put everybody back to work for 15 days or something like that. Yeah. Well, then Schumer and Pelosi came out and said, he's giving in. We've won again. <laughs> and all of a sudden, now that's what it seemed like. And then all through Twitterville and social mediaville, it said Trump had given in and he might as well forget about running in 2020 because mm-hmm. he has given in. Mm-hmm. Is that true? No. You don't think so? No. It didn't well, make I'll I tell you what the Democrats are He afraid. didn't blink? No. He, well, he, he kind of gave in a little bit because he wants to do the State of the Union. So they're going to let him do the State of the Union address. Well, let him? Yeah, they're going to let him. he can do that whenever he wants no, to. No, 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 no. You can't do that. Pelosi tells you when you can speak <laughs> at the floor. That's a bunch of bullshit. But Howard Schultz, who, who uh, developed... Starbucks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. former CEO. And I mean, he developed that entire company. Right. He's going to run for president. He announced he's going to run. And he's They've a Democrat. Of money. And the Democrats are scared to death because they think that will split the vote. Is he a Republican or a Democrat? Democrat. Really? Mm-hmm. No wonder you like Starbucks. Well, actually, he's a, he is a Democrat, but he's going to run as an independent. Is he? Yeah. So he's not going to run as a latte? No. Caramel <laughs> <laughs> macchiato. Okay, let's move along. We've got to get to the questions of the day. First okay. yours, then mine. What you got? All right, my question of the day, uh, well, it concerns you. Uh-oh. Yeah. Me? What'd yeah. I do? Well, I've heard all kinds of rumors and stuff. Are you going to run for Knoxville City Council? You know, um, I was asked that question about 20, 30 times last night. I, um, You know, um, after the election, just to give you the truth, because nobody wants to hear the crap or the, or the spin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I did have people call me. I had somebody from the Republican, the state Republican committee. Mm-hmm. Call me and ask me to run for city mayor, and uh-huh. I said, I said I'm not. I, I, first of all, I don't have enough time to put that together. Second of all, I don't have the desire to do it. Third of all, you got plenty of people running. You don't need me, and so that kind of put that to rest. And then about a month or two later, or about a month or so ago, uh, some people called and said, "Well, would you consider?" There's three at-large seats. I never really looked at city council. Mm-hmm. There's three at-large seats and another seat. I think it's Fountain City. They're going to come up, and they say, there's three at-larges. Would you consider that? And I'm going, oh, I don't know. So I said, I'll at least look at it and listen. And that's basically what we've been doing. I've been talking to people, seeing mm-hmm. if it's something I uh, would do and whether or not it it's, uh, would be effective and, and would make a difference. Because I'm more okay. concerned with what's going to happen downtown Knoxville <clears throat> because they're reaching a point to where, unless some things get better, there's about five individual areas in the downtown Knoxville area that need to be tied together, and they're not. Mm-hmm. You go downtown, you go to the Coliseum, and you go to your event, and you get back in your car, and you go back home. Do you know that the Metro Atlanta, they have three professional ball teams. Wow. But they have invested over $4 billion in new stadiums and repairs to stadiums. Wow. Four, on those three professional teams, $4 billion. You know, I think a lot of the problem that Knoxville has suffered ever since Kaz Walker is whenever somebody comes up with an idea of what to do that's good for the city, Mm -hmm. you have about 10 different factions that say, well, wait a minute, I'll be for it only if it's good for me, if I can make some money. So if we can get past that. Is that a maybe? It's it's, it's, I'm thinking about it. That's a maybe. (laughs) 
Here's my question. That's a maybe. Here's my question. Any way you look at it, that is a maybe. Okay. Right? In 1964, Ed, 74 million people tuned in on the TV set, the big box in your living room, to watch the Beatles for the first time on TV in the United States. Mm -hmm. And it made me start thinking, since, the you know, in 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 the last 50 years... Who has been the most influential musician or singer or band in America? Uh, or it's probably in the world to make a difference. Because, but what's how many years? The last how well, many? You years? know, since '64. Oh, okay, since '64. So you know. Well, I would think that. Um, well, well, give me the top five. Well, Elvis. Okay. Uh, Beatles. Yeah, Elvis, the Beatles. Uh, Michael Jackson. Probably so, and then yeah. Elvis, Michael um, Jackson. Uh, in the more modern Leon Redbone. <laughs> what? <laughs> but, um, and then you got some of your country. Okay, who's the number one country person in the last fifty years? Is it George Jones? Is it? Yeah, I would say so. You know, oh, or is uh, it Hank George, Williams? George Strait. Or is it Hank Williams? Or it could be. It could be Don Alan, Alan Jackson. Yeah, Alan Jackson was huge. And um, well, there's a bunch. You know, that's true. So if you had to narrow down to one, what would be your vote? And I'll give you my vote. Elvis. You know, I, I I so wanted to go with Elvis, and I'm going to say the Beatles. Mm-hmm. It's a phenomenon. I've never, I mean, you never, I don't know if you ever see anything like the Beatles again, or nor or Elvis. Yeah, I mean, it was so unusual. That's true. So, all right, we're a little bit behind, so we got to move on. All right, tell everybody what we're going to talk about, and then tell them about your sponsor of the day. Well, people, how worried should you be about the national politics that are going on? You know, so we'll talk about that and find out about it. Okay. My sponsor today is the good folks down who have locations in in Kingston Pike, Lenore City, Foothills Mall of Maryville, and Congress Parkway in Athens. Who would that be? That would be Matlock Tire Service and Auto Repair. They have Michelin, BF Goodrich, and Uniroyal Tires. They do brake repair, wheel alignments, tire rotation, heating and air conditioning repair, engine diagnostics, and oil and lube filters and all of that. So the great people, best of all, their waiting room is unbelievable. You won't want to leave the waiting room. That's what doctors should do. They ought to put put those rockers in the waiting rooms and things. They've got rocking chairs out on the porch and all of that. So anyway, go by and see them. 10730 Kingston Pike in Knoxville out west near Farragut, Highway 321 on North City, right at the top of the hill, 727 Foothills Parkway in Maryville, and Congress Parkway in Athens, and tell Jimmy that Ed and Bob sent you. I may just go in to sit in one of those gliders. Ed, they'll love to have you. All right, Ed, our topic of the day, how worried should the average person be about national politics? You know, it seems like every day when you turn on the radio or the TV or you turn on a podcast, that's what you do with them, isn't it? Yeah. And you listen to a podcast, they talk about... Trump and Pelosi and Schumer and all these people in national politics, but how much influence do they really, really have? So what what do you think, Ed? How much influence does the federal and the state and the local have? Let me give you an example of something that might influence it a little bit. I talked to Tim Burchett, mm-hmm. former Knox County mayor, last week at the Faithful Men's Dinner yeah, yeah. out at Temple right. Baptist. Yeah. And he said he, he we were just talking, chit chatting. I didn't ask him any questions or anything, but he said he said, you know what? He said, People don't call me anymore. 
<laughs> he said, they don't call me anymore. Right. And that's what he misses. I miss people calling me. No one calls me anymore. Ask him for stuff or what? Or just calls me. You know, I mean, he, and see, here's the deal. In Knox County, he was the number one man. Yeah. But in Washington, he's one of hundreds. 430-something. At least. Yeah. Yeah. At least. No one calls him anymore. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that because, but that also answers a question there. That's right. There's not that many people think that he can affect change. Exactly. Whereas in Knoxville, if the mayor says jump, you say how high. That's exactly right. So that's a great point. Well, um, I've always thought that the local government affects you more than the state or the federal government. In fact, the federal government is so far away. as far as influencing you. However, you've got a list in there. I saw you had a list of some things that the federal government that has done that a lot of people really, I guess, well, take for true. granted. Well, they kind of protect our freedoms. Sure. Political, I mean, economic rights, the foundation of our country. They build walls around our... Oh, no, they, they're <laughs> no, not they done, that. done that. Okay, forget that. But they've done a lot of things to help us. I think, you know, the early back in the early years of our, our government and our country, they gave people rights that they didn't have. African-Americans, women, Native Americans, immigrants, workers, gays, many others. Liberals don't like big government. They like good and just government. Well, actually, the uh, conservatives want a government that enforces property rights and protects us against tyranny. So, you know, all in all, I don't know that our government is all that great anymore because I have lots of complaints and questions, too. Mm -hmm. But it's better than the eternity. I don't know of any other country mm-hmm. in the world that has a, that has a perfect government, and no. we don't either. But we do have the best thing going on Earth, I think. You know, the number one fear would be you being attacked by another country in your own home. Bombs going off, right? No, right. Don't you think in America, of any place in the world, you feel like that's not going to happen without all hell being brought on from the United States uh, military against whoever the aggressor is? Absolutely. And the other thing is, too, is I don't worry about the, our government taking my property away. Mm-hmm. I don't worry about them taking my gun away. Mm-hmm. I have a constitutional right. However, the Bill of Rights. They threaten it all the time. Yeah. But that did take that, that. You just can't say it and do it regardless of what people say. But it's it's so different than the other countries. You, you know? know, the local government, the way I kind of look at how the local government affects you on a day to day basis more than maybe how we just talked about how your entire life you feel safe because of the federal government. But your roads Mm-hmm. Um, how your supermarket's going to be zoned, uh, what a traffic ticket will cost you, what parking will be downtown, how safe you are from um, that person that could break into your car, the local tax rate, low taxes like that. Those are the things that maybe people think about more on a day-to-day basis. Well, and I think from the very beginning of the United States, offering free and universal public education has been one of the most important functions of the government. Now, a lot of people disagree with that. However, it is there. And also, the other thing is that we're able to retire with dignity, Social Security. I'm on it. Yeah, and, 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 and complain <laughs> or, or hate Social Security or, or think it ought to be doing more. Still, it's better than a lot of countries have. And you I'll go back up to education. Okay. You know, Benjamin Franklin was the one that put together the idea of public education. And it was never meant to be to get you to college. It was just to give you the basic 
reading, writing, arithmetic, mm-hmm. all those things that he thought everybody should have the right to. But Amer- think what America would be now if those hundreds of thousands of soldiers that returned from the war, Vietnam or World War II or wherever, that, that did, if they hadn't taken advantage of the GI Bill. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's just, that's, they got education, they got jobs, they built families, and they got the country back on its so, and uh, the other thing I want to say is, I think the state and local government has more influence on education with the dollars. Uh, if it, the federal government has no schools, right? But they do have a um, Department of Education for some reason. But yeah, anyway, that I don't agree with. So, uh, to me, local government has more effect on your day to day, on your entire life. Federal government. Mm-hmm. And then state somewhere in the middle. That's my bottom line. Here's- I don't think the state has that much effect on, on me. I don't see that. And I wish our state representatives, senators and representatives, would do more to help us locally. For instance, well, I'm not going to get off on That's this. That's a whole subject. different topic. I'm yeah, with you. But it, it's, you know, it is, they don't do anything except they, they co-sponsor a couple of bills. And, well, and whether or not they get through or not, yeah. nobody is measuring them. Correct. Would that be a fair statement? That's correct. All right, here we got to move along. We got to get to tell everybody what we're going to do coming up in just a moment. Oh boy, we're going to get into the mailbox. Wow. And let's see. Ooh, page two. We have some complaints to talk about, too. I've got one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we get to that, Knoxville Wholesale Furniture presents its custom upholstery sale. You can choose from thousands of fabrics and save up to $500 on name brands like Bernhardt, Jonathan Lewis, and Paula Dean. And you want to sleep better? Then visit the Knoxville Wholesale Bedding Gallery. Speak to a sleep specialist. You didn't know there were some. Well, we've got them right here. And find out how you can save up to $500 right now on adjustable bed. You know, uh, they start as low as $699.99. Two incredible superstores right here in Knoxville. You just can't do any better than Knoxville Wholesale Furniture. The furniture you, you want. want. <laughs> we were, I think we sound exactly like the jingle. Yeah, right. All right, what we got here? All right, here we go. Our first mailbox. Uh, Pam in North Hill says, when I was young, ooh, on Friday nights, <laughs> yeah. we always went to the drive-in. Oh, I remember. Like Shoney's. Mm. And we would drive around and drive around <laughs> and, and see, let people see me and let people see you. Yeah. And then we'd pull in and talk to somebody. Might eat, might not eat. But we would drive around, just circle oh, it over and over and over. Can you name all of them the, besides Shoney's? Which ones were what the was best Babe, uh, What was the Bobby didn't always talk to about? Babe Mobley or something? I don't know that one. Something know. like that. But then there was a root, the root, A&W Root Beer. Well, there was, was it Ray's? Pizza Palace. On, uh, no, it's Bill's. Bill's Drive-In on Kingston Pike. Okay. Bill's. Pizza it. Palace on Magnolia. Oh, yeah, right. And then you always had your Burger King. And Shoney's. Sh- uh, and, d- um, uh, and McDonald's. Crystal. Crystal, McDonald's. Those. And yeah. uh, you did you cruise when you were in high school? Oh, yeah. Getting long. I always like to go out on Magnolia and get run off. <laughs> well, did, you, did you ever, you know, when you pull in, you see some guys from the other school, you kind of give them the dirty, yeah, well, the evil no, they're, eye? They're already giving you the evil eye. <laughs> so what was the best one for you? I think the best one for me was Bill's Drive-In. That was on Kingston Pike. But, however, I liked Shoney's on Kingston Pike the best because it had double drive-in. They had two 
two lanes going down. Mm-hmm. And so you could you could go down one, come back up, circle around, go back up, and it was just constant. You could go round and round in circles. Yeah. We always yeah. went to the Shoney's on Broadway. Yeah. And just went around and around and looked at everybody and go, hey, what's yeah. up? What's, hey, what's up? Hey, man. <laughs> All right, what's what's else you, what else you got? I think those were the best ones. Uh, Randy from Eagleton Village. I live near the airport. McGee Tyson is... The Oak Ridge Airport going to take some flights away from Tyson. No. It's, I don't believe it's going to have any commercial flights no. that I've heard of. No, it won't. It's a private airport, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be yeah. like, like taking jets. and Well, a little. But there's probably government jets that would fly in there. I don't know. I don't know how big it is. It, it would Those take, government secrets? <laughs> <laughs> it would take at least a 5,000-foot runway for any type of small jet to get on. So, so, so it, that's a mile. Well, know, what are they building in Oak Ridge? I mean, I haven't really looked into it. I figure you have read more about it. About so, the airport? Yeah, the new I airport think, they're doing in Oak Ridge. Well, I think they're they're thinking about it, but I'm not sure they actually have a place. I think it may be in Oliver Springs. Oh, I thought they'd already moved them forward where they're going to do it and the plans. Well, I'll check on that. Get on that and you get back to us. I'll report back. In the de- department of the Ed and Bob podcast where it's called an update from Ed. Okay. Okay, you got that? All right, I got it. All right, let's see. Where are we? Um, it's the Ed and Bob Show. It is the Ed and Bob Show. And coming up, we've got, um, we're going to get in and tell you how you can get in touch with us. But also, Ed's got a complaint. And when Ed complains, people listen. And yeah. I've got one, well, they too. haven't listened lately. And then, and then coming up on the next show, what are we going to talk about on the next show, Ed? What's the perfect age to get married? And talk about being married. Oh, whoa, you're going to step in a hole divorce. there. You're going you're to step into a hole there. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's going to be coming up. All right. Let's let's um, let's move along then. Let's get to your complaint. All right. My complaint, as we were kind of talking about earlier, is TDOT, Tennessee Department of, of Transportation. Yeah. Last year, they announced that they had designed and were getting ready to start a new interchange at Hardin Valley Road and Mississippi Parkway. Right. There was there was already one area that they were going to start on immediately and they had the designs and they were ready to go. Well, I'm here to tell you folks that as of yesterday, nothing, nothing, not one thing has been done with that. You're nothing. Kidding. No, nothing. There's no there's no flag out there in the field. There's nothing. So all those people who travel Hardin Valley Road, all those businesses workers that work out there they're still bumper to bumper to bumper nothing's going on and even if they started how long do you think it would take three years i was gonna say two at least but three well you're probably right yeah nothing's happened not one thing they were going to build that entrance ramp to Mississippi Parkway right, going yeah. toward Oak Ridge. That, yeah. And they have the property. They already have the property. All they have to do is take a bulldozer up there and grade it and pave it. But they haven't done anything. What's a holdup? I think the holdup is that some of the money that's supposed to be going here is going someplace else. But our representatives for this area need to stand up to the governor and say, we want this done. Well, you know the squeakiest wheel gets the oil. Yeah, Senator Biggs. That's his territory. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the new representative is. For I should have done that. <laughs> oh, the, the 89th, yeah, 89th district. Yeah. Well, um, that's you. You know, if that doesn't get done, it's going to turn into that my old favorite, a boondoggle. Oh, absolutely. Which I can't spell, but I love to say. Sounds good. It does. All right, you'll hear my complaint. Yep. Here we go. We just had the biggest postage increase in the history of the United States Post Office 
and no one said a word. When did it go into effect? Last, uh, about two weeks ago. Really? The largest increase in the history of the post office took place January 27th. First class, the forever postage went up 10%. Um, each additional ounce for first class mail letter will cost 15% more. Meter mail, everything went up. Metered mail, your boxes, uh, the large, the uh, priority mail, everything they have went up. Did not know it. Well, that's just what I'm saying. Nobody really knew. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is that I really don't understand. Does it seem to you that the United UPS and Federal Express and all these other people somehow have delivering packages down to a science? And it just seems like the post office keeps talking about they get behind and behind and behind, and it just keeps getting more expensive. The largest increase in the history of the post office. And I talked to a person that is a a former postmaster in a town. And he said, I said, are we ever going to go to five-day delivery? And he said, Bob, we couldn't deliver all the packages we have if we went to a seven-day delivery. Mm-mm. And yet, we're, I'm just not sure the government should be running something that competes with private enterprises. So you think the government should, should um, I don't know, how do you do this? You let out a contract to handle yes, the mail? Yes, yes. A private enterprise. Private yes. Well, I think they should TVA for sure. And yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Well, that's and I think the federal government should not be in a business that competes with private companies. Mm-hmm. Well, the private company was there first. No, no, the post no, office, the post the office, pony was express. There that's when you rode your little pony out, you know, and you were being chased <laughs> down the path, and they're shooting at you. Well, you that's, what, the, that's why private companies got into it. They said, "Look at this mess. We can do better than this." <laughs> Anyone could do better than this. I do personally like my postman, my delivery guy. He's a very nice guy. And he delivers. He comes up to the house. He brings the boxes up there in the mail and everything. He's a nice guy. You're part of the problem. You're you're giving in just because your postman's a nice guy. You know what he drives? He drives his own car. He don't even have a mail truck. He's probably getting $500 a week to do that. Well, it's well worth it. Now, I see... I see delivery trucks on Sunday. Where are they coming from? <laughs> well, that's because uh, Amazon's paying them to deliver. Oh, really? Amazon pays the post office to deliver their packages on Sunday. Get out of here. That's the only thing they deliver on Sunday. Get out of here. Yeah. Wow. If you're getting packages on Sunday, it's come from Amazon through the USPS. Wow. Yeah. Put that in your pipe and puff it. <laughs> right, I think I made him mad and I, I asked him if he's going to run for city council. What do you think? How can people get in touch with us? Should they well, so desire? Call Bob Thomas. <laughs> Go ahead. You can email us at edandbob at yahoo.com. And of course, oh. on our, our webpage, the edandbob.com webpage has a comment section down at the bottom. Just type in what you want to comment about and we'll read it on the air. Facebook facebook.com slash Ed and Bob and Bob Thomas Knox, K-N-O-X and at Ed Brantley on Twitter at Ed and Bob Knox on Twitter and facebook.com slash Ed and Bob and you're not I on it that. anymore. Yeah, oh, you I did that? yeah, I did. I'm back. You're, I'm back. you're back? You yeah, gave me back. Yeah, but I'm trying to come up with something for Lent. 
Are so, you? Yeah. You may have come up with something for you? No. Don't, don't, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, sir. I know what you're going to say. Uh, I can figure something I out know what you. that's going to be. All right. So uh, let's see. Tell them what we're going to talk about next time. Oh, sorry. Isn't that that time? Yeah, we're going to talk about marriages. Whoa. What's the best age to get married? The perfect age. There is no perfect age to get married, by the way. Well, what age did you get married? 12. Well, <laughs> you and Loretta Lynn? Yeah. Just, uh, How old were you? You know, you remember? Yeah, I was 21. I were you? I think I was. No. How old was I? <laughs> you got to ask. <laughs> 28? <laughs> Your consultant is helping? <laughs> yeah. Well, the first, I've been married twice. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, well, so, yeah. well, we'll talk about that next time. All right. So join us. Ed, thanks. We enjoyed it. See you. Be back next time for the Ed and Bob Show. I go to sleep and keep grinning If this is just the beginning My life is gonna be beautiful I've sunshine enough to spread It's just like the fella said Tell me quick and